The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good evening. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Happy Hour. Just giving everyone a moment or two to arrive here. So uh, this evening, I thought it would be a good evening to spend some time practicing with care and compassion Uh, By the way, can you all hear me all right? Thumbs up if you can hear me. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, We'll spend some time this evening practicing with sending care and compassion to yourself, a friend, or a group of people who are harmed by violence in the world. Uh, We'll then do some equanimity practice to help balance the mind. Each of the Brahma-vihara practices, um, which if you haven't heard this before, are, it is translated in English as heavenly abodes um, that we practice during happy hour, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. Each of them has what is known as a near enemy. And that's a state of mind and emotion that might seem to be what we're aiming for, uh, but actually contains some unhelpful extra component that misses the development of the qualities of heart and mind that practice can offer. The near enemy of compassion is pity. And the reason this is not what we're aiming for is that it tends to come from a perspective of, you know, one up on the person who's you're feeling the pity for, or a kind of like you poor thing as though the situation could never possibly happen to the one who's doing the pitying. And that's not really what we want. Um, Even the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, I was surprised to note, uh, says that pity is sometimes slightly contemptuous sorrow for one who is in misery or distress. So we don't want that. We want wholehearted um, care for the person, uh, you know, uh, sympathetic vibration of the heart. The far enemy is obviously the opposite of compassion, and cruelty is the thing that's considered to be the opposite. Gil Fronstall has recently pointed out that the word karuna, the Pali word for compassion, is actually very rarely mentioned in the suttas. I think he said only a couple of times. Whereas there is the word anukampa, which is the Pali word for caring, that is mentioned quite often. So this raises the question of whether perhaps what the Buddha was inviting us to do is more in the vein of caring, something a little slightly different than the literal translation of compassion, which would be to feel with. But this is an interesting thing for us to explore. And we can do that later after we do our meditation. Um, And then when it comes to equanimity, Gill translates the far enemy as anxiety or greed. We can appreciate that that, those aren't equanimous states. 
They might be feeling dysregulated, you know, upset about something or wanting something else. Um, other translations of the far enemy of equanimity um, are overwhelm when we get so swamped with emotions and thoughts about someone's situation, including our own, that we don't have any balance or evenness. The near enemy of equanimity is indifference or apathy. So rather than trying to shield ourselves from feeling uh, something about a challenging situation by not caring, being indifferent or apathetic, it's better to bring our minds into balance around suffering by perhaps looking at situations with more objectivity. While we do care, but seeing them with some objectivity. So the equanimity phrases I'll introduce tonight have to do with that. As we do these practices, especially the compassion or caring practice, please pick someone for whom you can send these wishes without being drawn into really strong emotions or a lot of thinking. We can actually cultivate these Brahma Viharas, these capacities, much better if we're not being drawn into strong emotions or a lot of thinking. By working incrementally with something we can face with an open heart and an untroubled mind, just a small amount of challenge, we can uh, then build up to greater uh, capacity. So it's kind of like if you were uh, training, doing strength training for your muscles. You wouldn't start a weightlifting program by trying to lift a really heavy weight because you know that you would risk injury or you'd become super sore and it wouldn't help you. Instead, you'd start by lifting a lighter weight that was well within your abilities and you'd gradually increase the weight. So similarly, start with someone for whom you can offer compassion uh, and it could be yourself or it could be a friend or it could be someone you don't know, but someone that where it feels like whatever suffering or struggle you see them in is within the level of your ability to offer compassion without getting sucked into a lot of thinking um, and emotion. So with that, we'll start. Um, and maybe just beginning by acknowledging with kindness the state of your own body, heart, and mind right now. Bringing some ease to whatever is here when possible, softening around anything that's currently with you that's um, that maybe can be softened or can be relaxed. and bringing acceptance to anything that's present in your body, heart, and mind that is a stronger signal that really cannot be eased at this moment, bringing some level of kindness. It could be acceptance. It could be just, this is what's here right now. We don't have to try to perfect 
what's happening with us in order to engage in this meditation. Sometimes we have conditions. We have physical conditions, we have moods, we have emotions, we have preoccupations. Those can be what arrives with us, and we can still do this practice. And bringing to mind any suffering that you've been going through that could benefit from compassion and care. It doesn't have to be suffering. It could just be dissatisfaction or stress. So it could be something within you. Or if you're doing pretty well, it could be something that you see a friend dealing with. And if both you and your friends are doing well, you could think of someone else in the world who is experiencing difficulty. Maybe even violence, violent words, violent actions, some level of force. If you feel your compassion practice is strong, is fine to bring someone or a group of people into your heart that are experiencing extremes of of difficulty. Just gauge what your heart and mind are able to be with this evening. Let the feeling of being with this particular person or yourself and the suffering or the stress that they face, allow that to really be present for you. Maybe in images, maybe in thoughts or words, maybe in a felt sense of what it's like to see them going through it. Allowing the heart and mind to take that in. What it's like to see, to witness someone's suffering. And then allowing yourself to offer the feeling of care, the feeling of compassion for their situation that does care, that realizes that given the same circumstances, we would experience the same results.
And if it's useful to you, you could take in the phrases that I'll offer. Noticing which ones resonate for you, I'll repeat them more than once, but if you find one that resonates, maybe remembering it or remembering the general sense of it. I care about you. Your suffering matters to me. If you're saying this for yourself, you would say, it's okay to care about myself. My suffering matters. May you open to this pain with gentleness and compassion for yourself. Sometimes people blame themselves for being on the receiving end of violence And this is a wish that they could be kinder to themselves. Recognize perhaps that they didn't create the conditions. They didn't cause the violence. Or if they feel they played a role, to be a little bit gentle and compassionate with this suffering. May your pain and sorrow be eased. May you be free from stress and suffering. May all who experience this particular suffering be held in kindness. I care about you. Your suffering matters to me.
May you open to this pain with gentleness and compassion. May your pain and sorrow be eased. May you be free of stress and suffering. May all who experience this particular suffering be held in kindness. Now, continuing with these phrases or others that arise in you as you extend compassion, kind wishes of caring, to yourself, the other person who's suffering, or the group of people who are suffering. We'll continue in silence for a while.
you can continue to practice compassion for the entire meditation. If you'd like to do that, you can let the sound of my voice fade into the background. But if you're finding your mind slipping into strong emotional states or uh, thinking a lot about the subject of your compassion, you can balance the mind with equanimity practice. So I'll offer a few phrases that you could consider. This is the way it is right now. This is not the way it will always be. May you be undisturbed by the comings and goings of events. And these are things you can say to yourself if it's your mind and heart that are being pulled. May you be undisturbed by the comings and goings of events. No matter how I might wish things to be otherwise, things are as they are. It is what it is right now. So again, picking up whichever of these phrases fits for you, if you want to practice equanimity, This is the way it is right now. This is not the way it will always be. May you be undisturbed by the comings and goings of events. No matter how I might wish things to be otherwise, things are as they are. It is what it is right now.
So um, as we go into the small breakout groups this evening, a possible topic of discussion might be um, if there are any subtle differences for you in hearing the word compassion versus the word caring, what do those two different words mean to you? And then also, when you experience this feeling for uh, someone who is suffering, who, you know, who you see on the receiving end of violent words or violent actions, um, when do you feel uh, called to act or to do something? And, you know, this is an area that requires a lot of discernment. So just feeling into, you know, when does an action feel appropriate for you? When does it feel like you're just, you know, you're cultivating the feeling in your heart, but you're not not quite sure, or you definitely would not act. So there's a, a range of topics to explore. And as always, when we go into these groups, um, the request is for each person to share one thing at a time and to get everybody's voice into the room so that um, you just share one brief thing and then you make a round of your group and um, maybe starting with the person whose last name is closest to the letter Z and working backward through the alphabet. And um, also that uh, not to comment on other people's sharing or offer advice, just to share from your own heart and to listen wholeheartedly to others who share. And I will move you to another breakout group if no one appears in your room. But uh, enjoy the 10 minutes, and here we go.